Sunday morning worship service of the King's Edition Baptist Church. We trust you will receive a blessing as you worship with us around the Word of God. I would like to tell our radio audience that we also broadcast over the Internet all of our services, and it's on vetal.com. That's a V is in victory. No? Not anymore. Okay, cancel that announcement. All right. Our text for today is found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, and verse 22. Hebrews 9, 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy love to us, for the the opportunity to worship. We thank Thee uh, for this day. Use Thy message for Thine honor and glory, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My subject is the greatest gift of all. The greatest gift of all. I know that many people will say, that salvation is the greatest gift of all. Salvation is great. It is a gift of God, and it is great. But without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Without the blood that Jesus Christ shed for us, is no remission. So the greatest gift is the gift of the blood of Jesus Christ, that covers all our sins. Let me read to you what Leviticus says, chapter 17 and verse 11. The book of Leviticus, the third book in the Bible, says this, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar, to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. I want you to notice, when God created man, He created us to give lessons for us and everyone else. He could have created us in many different ways. But He created us in the way that He did. This life, this fleshly life that He created cannot and will not live without the blood that flows through the body. It's the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. The life of the flesh is in the blood. That's to remind us at all times that life is in the blood. Our spiritual life is in the blood of Jesus Christ. The greatest gift of all was when Jesus came and shed His blood that we might have life. As I told you earlier in our study of the church, the tabernacle 
was set up so that the people could not get into the uh, building, the tabernacle or the temple to worship without going past the altar of sacrifice. There was no way to get in there except going past the altar of sacrifice. That was to let us know that before we can worship, we must come before God with a sacrifice. The children of Israel had to bring an an animal, whatever was designated for that time and that type of sacrifice, to be a symbol of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. They had to bring an animal for a sacrifice to symbolize the fact that before we can worship, we have to have the sacrifice of Jesus Christ where He shed His blood for us. We cannot have remission of sins unless we have a blood sacrifice. And that's, that's what the Lord, Lamb of God the Lord Jesus Christ was. His blood is sufficient. Peter said in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 18 through 21. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by Him do believe in God, that raised Him up from the dead and gave Him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God." Our faith and our hope is in God. It cannot be any other way. Hebrews says in chapter 9 and verses 11 and 12, But Christ being come and high priest of God, of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. The greatest gift of God, the blood of Jesus Christ, shed for us. With, without that, we could not have the gift of salvation. Without that, we could not have eternal life or eternal redemption. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ that we have redemption. We are, we are born again by the blood of Jesus Christ. Over in the book of John chapter 3, Verse 18, 
He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And in verse 36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. You see, we have to have the blood of Jesus and faith in Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 14, Romans chapter 14 and verse 23, They also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. We are grafted into the hand of Jesus Christ. We are safe and secure and bound in Jesus Christ. The book of Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17 says, Whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by Him, because Jesus Christ is our only hope. He shed His blood, and it's through faith in Him that we have eternal life. You know, in the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 3, 1 Timothy, chapter 3, and verse 16, it tells us here, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. That's what happened when Jesus came to be our sacrifice. Because of Him, we have been washed clean of all our sins. We're dirty. We were dirty, rather. Because of sin. We were born in sin. We had the nature of sin within us. We lived in sin before we were saved. And then we were saved because we have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I want you to understand this morning. I want you to understand that God teaches that man is utterly and completely sinful, depraved because of sin, and therefore filthy and in need of cleansing. If you have any friends and neighbors and family 
that you would like to be to see saved. You would like for them to be saved. Do not think within your mind that they might have a little bit of goodness in them. They do not. They are totally filthy. And just as we needed to be washed in the blood of Jesus, so do they. They need a cleansing. I want us to notice what the Bible tells about our sinfulness. First off in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. Genesis 6 and verse 5. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The thoughts, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17 says this. Verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. John 3 and 19 says this. And this is condemnation that light has come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Light came in Jesus Christ, but nobody wanted Him. Nobody sought Him except by the grace of God. Because, as we just read here in um, John chapter 3 and verse 19, men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Romans chapter 8 and verse 7. Roman eight, Romans 8 and verse 7. Because the carnal mind, our mind in the flesh, is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Neither indeed can be. Our mind, our heart, our thoughts, totally, totally uh, in sin, in darkness. In the book of Titus, Titus chapter 1, Titus chapter 1 and verse uh, 15. Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, 
but even their mind and conscience is defiled. Again, the mind is defiled, it says. But it also says, even their conscience. I've heard people say to lost sinners, let your conscience be your guide. The conscience would not guide them into salvation. Their conscience is defiled. Conscience is defiled. We also read in Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3 and verses 13 and 14. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they've used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Even our speech is sinful. Well, the psalmist says it like this in Psalms 51 and verse 5. Psalms 51 and verse 5. It says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Again, in uh, Psalm 58 and verse 3, The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. We're born in sin. Our speech is sinful. Our mind, our conscience is sinful. Our heart is deceitful. Everything about us is filthy and sinful and dirty. In fact, Romans chapter 7 Romans chapter 7 and verse 18 says this, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Totally sinful. We can't even will to do good. There is no good thing that dwells in the unsaved creature, the unsaved person, born in sin. That was our condition before we were washed by the blood. Anybody that you know, that you would love to see saved, you must understand Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13 says this, You being dead in your sins, the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. The only way we can be saved is by the washing of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, 
because we are dead in sins. 1 Corinthians says it like this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You see, before anybody can be saved, they must be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Because we are totally and completely born in sin. Nothing good in us. We who have been saved by the grace of God had to be washed in the blood of Jesus before we could even know Him. Know who He is. Washed in the blood of Jesus. Isaiah says in the book of Isaiah, in the uh, first chapter of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Washed. Though our sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Washed purely in the blood of Jesus Christ. Now keep in mind, Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 22 tells us here. Jeremiah 2 and 22. For though thou wash thee with nitre, and take thee much soap, yet thine iniquity is marked before me, saith the Lord God. You cannot wash yourself in any with any strong soap, that you might think you have. You cannot wash your sins away so that God can't see them. God sees our sins. He knows them. He knows we're sinners. And we have to be made clean by the washing of the blood. The psalmist says in the 119th Psalm, and verse 9. Psalm 119 and verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. By listening to the word of God. John says in chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John says, Jesus is the Word. 
Jesus is the Word. We must be washed through Jesus Christ in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 says, From Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. This is God's cleansing element, the blood of Christ. It's through him that we are saved by the grace of God. It's in him that we are safe and secure. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7 says this, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. We are cleansed from the, our, our sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. The only way that we can be saved. The blood of Jesus Christ. The all-sufficient blood of Jesus is the only way that anybody can be saved by being washed in the blood of Jesus. Washed in the blood of Jesus. It's only through the blood of Jesus that we can have a perfect, complete salvation. Our God does not bother with a half salvation, but only a salvation that is full. Only a salvation that is complete. Only a salvation that is eternal. That is the salvation that comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. He doesn't give us a taste of eternity until we are washed in the blood of Christ. And then we have eternal life. Then we have eternal life. The psalmist says, well, first of all, Micah says, chapter 7 and verse 12, Michael chapter 7, Micah, I'm sorry, Micah chapter 7 and verse 12, oh, I'm sorry, verse 19. He will turn again, he will have compassion upon us, he will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. God washes our sins completely. It's described as if they're all cast into the deepest of the depths of the sea. They're cast out of the world completely. Gone forever. That's, that's how we have eternal life. 
The psalmist says in 103rd Psalm, Psalm 103 and verse 12. Psalm 103 and verse 12. The psalmist says this. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. You never get through traveling east. You're always traveling east. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. You can't go to some priest or some preacher or somebody to take away your sins. There is nobody that can take away your sins except the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 10. Hebrews, chapter 10. In verse 11, says this, And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. And then he, uh, he had said in verse 4, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Our sacrifice had to be Jesus Christ. No sacrifice, no priest, no one can help you. Wealth can't redeem you. The psalmist says in the 49th chapter, Psalm 49 and verses 6 and 7. Psalm 49, verses 6 and 7. They that trust in their wealth boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. None of them can by any means redeem his brethren or give to God a ransom for him. The only way that anyone can be saved, you can't save yourself, you can't give yourself a good life because you don't have it in you. 1 John says this. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 5. We know, you know that he was manifest to take away our sins and in him is no sin. Jesus took our sins. He had no sins, but he washed us throughly with his blood and he took away our sins. The blood of Jesus is sufficient for all our sins. We are sinful. We were sinful. We who are saved were sinful. Those that are not saved, those of you that hear this message that are not saved, you are sinful. The only hope for you is the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only hope that you have, the blood 
of Jesus Christ. We trust and hope that the work of God will work in you such that you will know that Jesus is your only hope. He washes us from our sins in his blood. Shall we stand to be dismissed? Jim dismisses in a word of prayer.